Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Follow Monica on Twitter at Monica on Air Talk. On Facebook at Monty Matthews. This is How You Live Life with Monica Matthews. For some of us, it merely takes a global pandemic and a national shutdown for us to recall the things that we've come through in life. There are many right now who have never experienced a crisis like the one that we are currently struggling with um, on a national level. Many lives have been untouched by disease, financial struggle, loss of relationships and friends, doubt, unbelief, fear. We also live in a time when most people have learned how to comfort themselves. We, as a nation, have been living uh, in celebratory times. We have, in fact, had a wonderful economy to celebrate while divided as a nation politically. I dare say that spiritually there's also been a revival in the nation. Um, Those of us who are praising God for um, financial increase, the ability to prosper and care for ourselves and our families, the ability to save Uh, You know, there's just something about having the 401k plan that's prospering and a savings account and the toys and the vacations and the college educations and mortgages and things that we as Americans um, and the new cars, the SUVs, you know, the things that as Americans we place in sometimes an inordinate amount of value upon. But when things like financial crisis occurs in the country, some of you are celebrating today because our $2 trillion orangutan that will be hmm, proudly placed on the, the necks of our children as a, as a yoke, as a financial yoke, as a reminder for me personally, for what most of us haven't done with the spoils that we've been blessed to accrue. I think when you look at how many of us as Americans have not saved, we, we don't have three to six months worth of an income, which every single investment person on every possible airwave Every infomercial, every book cover from here to 
infinity has warned us of, has begged us to do for years and years and years. But in times of prosperity, we forget. And we're not the only ones. We're not the only ones. It occurred to me today when I was reading through some of my messages, along with, you know, experiences in my own life with people, people I love, people I respect, people I'm watching struggle, not only with whether or not they will have a job, uh, whether or not they'll be able to pay their mortgage in a few months, um, whether or not they will be able to uh, retire in the time frame that they had had planned, you know, whether or not their hope will be deferred in a, in a number of ways. Some people are wondering, wondering how they're going to pay for their medication. Some people are, you know, struggling maritally. Um, stark, stark reminders are upon us right now of things that we are lacking um, and things that we're not lacking, quite honestly, I think if you look hard enough and in with intention, you will be able to see the things that you can count as blessings. I had a gentleman call my show the other evening who's going through a divorce. He had just been laid off because of this virus. Um, he was told to park his company truck right where it right where he was sitting. He's in a rental car and he is down and out, man. Like he is feeling the pain of life. And the one thing I could encourage him with was this, because I didn't know his faith persuasion. And many times we don't. And I'm going to tell you why, why the faith persuasion is important to me in just a moment. But the one thing I could, that I could definitively count on is that this too shall pass. And not to make a permanent decision in the middle of a temporary crisis. I said that to him two or three times, and I left my audience with that as well. Please do not make permanent decisions in the midst of a temporary crisis. My faith is important to me for a number of reasons, not the least of which... It is my shelter. It is my personal plumb line. It is my banner. It is my hope. It is my joy. It is my ability to smile and to laugh and to swing and to walk and to skip and to frolic and to make jokes and to make light and to be compassionate and to be kind to share even when it appears as though I don't have enough. As a widow of 21 years now, coming up next month, raising a child on my own, losing every single dime of our inheritance through a scam, as well as in the stock market crash, nearly being foreclosed upon and evicted, I can't even tell you how many times, having to learn to humble myself and call upon the word of God to help me, which required effort on my part. 
It just did. It required effort. And sometimes the only effort it required was just that grain of the seed of a, of, of a mustard seed, just the grain. I mean, if, if you know how small a mustard seed is, think about the grain that's inside of it. I mean, it is, it is teeny weedy. I mean, it's about the size of a coronavirus spore. So just that tiny is all we're asked to mix with belief. Belief in what, you ask? Well, belief that God is who he says he is. Belief that God is our father. Belief that God is our provider. Belief that God is our defender. Belief that God does want to prosper us and not harm us. Belief that he is our redeemer. Belief that he is our defender. Belief that he is our way maker. Belief that he is our healer. Belief that he restores all things and makes all things beautiful in their time. Those are the things I had to hold on to through losing my husband at the height of his youth and mine to a crippling, disgusting, debilitating, horrific, horrifying, traumatic disease in the way of ALS. Horrifying. Has taunted me for the, for the past 20 years of my life, causing me to live with a YOLO and a, and a FOMO, uh, every acronym, you know, like a dodo uh, that you can think of, just just living in kind of half faith and, and half holy crap. I saw what could happen and we got to just take the bull by the horns and suck the marrow out of life is what I just recently said to someone. And he gently reminded me that you can actually just enjoy every moment instead of trying to suffocate and squeeze the life out of every God given moment. So my faith has proven to be real. It is the substance of things hoped for. It is evidence of the things unseen that eventually were seen. He did make a way. He made a way through people, through circumstance, through me getting off of my tush, through through taking off my pity party hat, through not feeling sorry for myself, through mixing just that grain of mustard seed. He he took it through the valley of the shadow of death with my daughter, who has nearly died on me a number of times through a, hor- a horrifying debilitating disease. For and thank God, praise the Lord, she's healed now. But for 12 years of our lives, we were hooked up to tubes and our faith. That's all we had. We, 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 it by all outward appearances looked as though she may not make it. So that would have been two huge losses. Years were lost during those times with grief, with fear and dread. I told one of my listeners on Sunday that that fear will tell you something might happen, 
dread tells you that it will definitely happen. And many of you, myself included, but not to the extent I see some of the people I love and my listeners and friends struggling right now with the spirit of dread. That something's going to happen that you have no control over. Why is that? Because something is happening right now that we have no control over. As a child, during my traumatic moments, also contending with the loss of my husband when I least expected that, I learned a valuable, valuable coping mechanism. I learned how to live in the realm of fantasy. I learned to look around at the trees, at the broccoli tops and the tree trunks and listen to the leaves blowing and whistling through the trees in my, in my big backyard when I was a little kid. I would hide in my neighbor's garden, Miss Perkle's garden, which is my latest book endeavor, Miss Perkle's garden, where she would teach me how to not drown the flowers. <laughs> by watering them on top of their heads, but learning how to soak the roots uh, just enough so that they were well cared for and they had just enough to drink. And I was so little at the time that I was able to just run through there and hide in the flowers and and the beauty of it all. It was just such a solace. It, it was such a beautiful space to escape the ugliness that I was contending with and my little bitty childhood. And as adults, we tend to escape to things that are that are far more sinister and, and they're ugly and they're destructive. Fantasy as an adult, and someone accused me not too long ago of still living in that space of fantasy because I'm able to see the silver lining in just about anything. I'm able to take crumbs and make a fantastic crumb cake. And I dare say that there's a really fine line between fantasy and faith. And to people who are not accustomed to having to call upon that grain of a mustard seed and trust that God will in fact make a way. I want to encourage you. This is the time to do that. This is the time for every single word of faith that has ever been planted in your soil to sprout every word of God that has ever been planted in the soil of your mind and your soul. I just want to call forth for God to be able to water with your grain of a mustard seed of faith. And I do this as a woman of faith because again, my faith is not a fantasy. I have seen things 
I have been through things. I have seen the hand of God move in my life. I have had opportunities come out of nothing, out of nowhere. I have seen the dead, dried up bones rise up in my life, in different areas of my life. So I want to encourage you, not as a woman of fantasy, but as a woman of faith, to encourage you to start speaking the word of God over your life. This is not positive thinking. We already know that God is positive. We also know that God has a wrath. And some of you believe that this is a time of the Lord separating the wheat from the chaff. And that may very well be. And if that's the case, I kind of feel blessed in that the peace I have in my heart right now in the midst of all of this going on around me in the world, my entire country being completely shut down, the peace I have, the joy I have, the hope I have, I am seeking opportunity because in every crisis there is, there's just, there, there's infinite opportunity around us. And that doesn't mean that you exploit the crisis in a negative way or take advantage of people. There are opportunities. There are now businesses that will need to be birthed. There are nonprofits that will need to be birthed. There are companies. There are there are schools. There are, oh my goodness, I, I can't even count the opportunities that are before us right now. This is this is this is nearly like. An industrial revolution, if you will. I mean, our little $2 trillion is is only going to last us for a few months. So I want to encourage you to do what you need to do with that. Store some of it away if you are a recipient and you can. And begin to live in faith and not fear. Sit down with a pen and a pad and write down your gifts. Write down the things you enjoy doing, the things that you are natural at doing. I know this sounds silly. Get your family together. Watch a funny movie. Humor is as a medicine. It doesn't mean you're being irresponsible. There's nothing responsible about worrying. Can I say that again for someone? There's nothing responsible about worrying and about stressing. That does not equal you being a responsible woman or man. It is foolishness to sit and worry. It doesn't add a single thing to your life. Not one other than all things negative. And I didn't write it. He said it. I believe it. Worry does not add a thing to your life that's good so I would encourage you to make a plan of action write down those dreams again that you've had about things that you thought you would start listen many of us (laughs) are starting at the same place talk about a an equalizer nothing like a global pandemic to equalize the playing field financially for a lot of folks so you're not alone You're not alone in this. 
tap into the joy that God has promised us. It's his strength that's made perfect in our weakness. Our strength is his joy. That's where our joy comes from and our strength is from him as believers. And if you're not a believer, I hope that this will be a time. And and if you are a believer, but you've never opened the words of God, because maybe you're just tired of religion and, you know, people have let you down. You don't like the institution. I'm telling you, it is like you're missing out on a love letter that your parents wrote you, but someone has talked trash about them for so long that you've believed the trash. Maybe your adoptive parents, I'm, I'm speaking metaphorically now, your adoptive parents have just trashed you and they've shown you nothing but awfulness and selfishness and, and craziness and condemnation and horrible judgment and wrath and, and theft, a lot of fraud. You know, that's what a lot of you relate to God as because of the things you've been through in life, whether it's through church organizations or your families. I get it. I get it. I get it. But not opening your lifeline, your peace, your instruction manual to to your your path, your map to a life more abundant, especially in times like these, but in good times and in hard times. Notice I didn't say bad. These are hard times. They're not bad. They're hard. But Jesus said that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And some of you don't know that he said that. And the only reason you don't know he said that is because you don't Seek him and his mind and his heart for you as a beloved creation. So let today be the day that you begin your search. I love you guys. I'll be on this Sunday from 12 to 2. We're going to have some education experts and professionals on with us to talk about requirements that need to be made um, in the met in the state of Georgia, as well as some really great tips on, um, you know, continuing to teach your kids, uh, exercising patience. Golly, this is, this affords you such an amazing opportunity, uh, to hunker down and teach them instead of being, you know, so angry at the education system and feeling so helpless. And let me tell you something, I homeschooled my daughter and I am not the, the sharpest academic tool in the shed whenever it comes to anything mathematics. So, but she learned in spite of me and they do learn in spite of us. So be encouraged. I'd love to hear from you uh, this Sunday from 12 to 2. I'll be live taking your calls. Love to hear from you after if you've listened to this podcast. Love to hear what you're struggling with. What can I pray um, pray for regarding your life? And, you know, I'm here. That's, that's why we're all, all in this thing together. Okay. Until next time, you can follow me on Monica on your talk on Twitter, Monty Matthews on Facebook, iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for sharing my work on your various social media platforms. Monica at Monica Matthews.com is where you can email me and sign up for my newsletters at Monica Matthews.com. Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror first. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.